Hello, hello. This is Casey from the Non-Diet Yogi Podcast. The following is a sample of the bonus episode I produce every couple of weeks or so for my Patreon subscribers. You can support my work and have full access to all bonus episodes and other premium content, including resources and other goodies from guests of the podcast, by subscribing for just two US dollars a month at patreon.com slash nondietyogi. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support, which keeps this podcast going without ads or sponsors. I started teaching yoga for the Brisbane Hare Krishna community in 2006 at age 20. But it wasn't until three years later that I undertook my first official yoga teacher training. Yoga and triathlon were the crux of my movement practice. But it wasn't long before I began experiencing injuries and being underfueled amplified this enormously. At the height of my eating disorder, I was in final year veterinary science. It was the last year of five year really intense degree. I was working part time and I was training anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week for half Ironman distance triathlon. Needless to say, I had numerous health issues creeping up on me, but I still thought I was this fit, supremely healthy person. And even though I'd lost my period for nearly a year, I had countless injuries. So for instance, I would sprain my ankles probably once a month for a year. That happened. I sprained my ankles 11 times in one year through running. Um, I probably had some form of subclinical hypothyroidism, although I never got tested, but I was slowly gaining weight. I was super tired um, and my metabolism had basically just slowed down. My body was doing everything it could to ensure I survived this extreme physical and mental strain that I was putting it under. And still, I thought I was the healthiest person um, in my group of friends. That's the degree to which eating disorders can really um, color your lens and affect the filter, create a filter through which you see everything. Eventually, I sought help for my eating disorder and over a number of years, I slowly recovered and I got my period and my fertility back. I still loved yoga, but life has a way of changing the way you see things. After having my first baby, and he's now seven, nearly seven, which is unbelievable, um, but after having him, I tried to go back to the strenuous kind of yoga and exercise that I'd known for so long, and it felt freaking horrible. (laughs) I had... um, wrist injuries and all other kinds of unexpected tendon weaknesses which were just compounded when I practiced the very yang very um uh just demanding form of yoga that I was used to this kind of power yoga strong vinyasa style I could no longer do handstands and in fact when I very stupidly tried to do a handstand after giving birth mate was a about six weeks after giving birth, I actually injured my wrists even more. So that was a yoga-induced postpartum injury. Running felt really jolting and draining on my already sleep-deprived body. And amongst all this, I was really disillusioned with yoga 
more specifically with yoga culture on the Gold Coast in Southeast Queensland where I was living at the time. Um, And I was just so sick of being injured. So I was just jack of it all and wanting to throw yoga um, out the window, at least at that point in time. I'd really hit a wall in how strong, balanced and even flexible I could become through yoga and through running alone. And in actual fact, um, those injuries that I mentioned were proof that I was really just overloading some parts of my body, but I was also underloading parts of my body. And underloading is not something you hear about a lot, but I was just demanding things of my body that I wasn't actually strong enough to do at the time. This is when my dear friend Nick, who was and is still a personal trainer and a very gifted body worker, um, when Nick encouraged me to try strength training And I was super resistant at the time. It took a fair bit of arm pulling, but Nick finally got me in his home gym doing things that I had always silently poo-pooed as kind of gym bro bullshit (laughs) and associated with orange bodybuilders who, you know, rave about keto and um, cheat meals and shit like that to anyone with an earshot and take selfies in the gym. So I was really skeptical of being in a gym and doing gym kind of things. I was not an easy convert, but Nick being the amazing um, human that he is, introduced me to lifting weights. And because I was so resistant, he even offered to train me for free for the first few months. And the rest really is history. Um, Using all kinds of techniques, he was, he's so multi-skilled, but we used body weight, we added loads, which included my then three-month-old son. And um, there were various forms of metabolic conditioning that Nick um, paced me through. He he very patiently and expertly showed me just how strong and graceful and powerful I could feel in my body again, and actually in different ways to how I'd felt just doing yoga. And all while honoring my needs for time efficiency and effectiveness because anyone who has given birth and had a newborn will know just how little time you have to yourself, which is why I took Archie, my son, along to every workout that I went to with Nick and he was very accommodating. In just one, I think I just started with one session a week and later it was two sessions of 45 minutes or so each week. Nick helped me not only regain the strength I had lost during pregnancy, but also to get stronger and fitter than I'd ever been doing endless hours of yoga and triathlon training. I was hooked. I have since benefited enormously from diversifying the kinds of movement I practice, immersing myself in everything from powerlifting to Pilates, various forms of dance and mixed martial arts. And I do still practice yoga and I still teach, just not every damn day as the hashtag goes. It's probably more like every couple of days, I would say at this point, and it's nowhere near as long and strenuous a practice as it used to be. So nowadays, my practice looks vastly different from what it looked like 10 years ago. I just want to give you a little idea and a a little peek into what I'm doing at the moment. So strength training is my main 
practice. It's my main component. And I really feel I, I need that strength training to stabilize my hyper flexible body. Um, and also my body just seems to really love it. And I feel so good when I'm strength training in healthy doses. It has so many benefits, which I'll share in just a minute. Um, and I've tried many different kinds of strength training, everything from barre and Pilates body weight kind of stuff with resistance bands and um, Pilates balls and stuff like that to powerlifting. Um, at one point I was deadlifting nearly double my body weight, back squatting maybe one and a half times my body weight. Um, I've tried Olympic lifting. At one point I was training about six hours a week and that was during my separation and divorce in the last two years. I really was um, getting into Olympic lifting partly as a coping mechanism um, for all that stuff. And eventually I did start to again notice little niggles, not dissimilar to the niggles that I was getting after um, overdosing on the yoga in my hyperflexible body. So I almost started going a bit the other way. Um, not as much as I went the yoga way in my um, late teens and early 20s, but a little bit. And I guess I'm just that kind of gal. I can be quite all or nothing, can be very perfectionistic. Um, I don't naturally tend to give myself a lot of space and time to just sit with things, even when I very much need to do that. So, you know, really just the perfect temperament for developing developing an eating disorder. Um, but luckily, the yoga that I had done to date and um, the level of body attunement I developed and the growing self-compassion that I have um, noticed from being a parent and from lots of therapy have I think helped me rein it in much earlier this time um, in, in terms of overdoing it than I have in the past. Thank goodness. So nowadays, I strength train in moderate doses. So that's maybe three times a week for anywhere between 40 and up to 60 minutes at a time. And that includes a warm up and a cool down and a shavasana at the end. Yes, I do shavasana after strength training because I really like to downregulate um, <clears throat> my nervous system and let my body know that it is safe and that all is well. Sometimes I'll only manage to train once or twice a week um, and sometimes I won't train for a whole week. So when there are holidays, school holidays, you know, that makes things trickier when I'm just busy and so on. Or if I'm traveling to see friends and family. It doesn't really bother me if I miss a session or more than a session. Um, I don't really see any real regressions in strength or functionality if I'm just missing out on it for a week or so. And if anything, it's great to have a week off sometimes. You need to have rest days to recover and recovery is so important to build and maintain strength. I no longer do heavy compound lifts and at the moment I'm focusing on unilateral, almost like a bodybuilding style, which sounds super wanky, but I'm basically using free weights, um, mostly dumbbells, anywhere between 3 and 15 kilo dumbbells. I'm also incorporating a bit of Pilates and core strength work as well as yoga, but I don't do a lot of stretching anymore, even though it feels so good in my body to stretch. 
it just feels so great. Um, but I don't overdo it anymore. The only cardio I do nowadays is walking. Um, in fact, weight training, especially when I'm doing lower body stuff, using those bigger muscles actually gets my heart rate up quite a lot. Um, so I consider that cardio, except it doesn't have any joint impact like running did. I no longer have any joint pain or strain um, at all in my body. I'm feeling really good in, in my body. And for now, I feel like I've hit the sweet spot. And I'm pretty sure that I'll be strength training for the rest of my life in one way or another. Strength training has gifted me with a smattering of other benefits, including improved body image, drastically reduced injuries, as I just mentioned, and more strength, not only physical, but psychological strength than I ever really thought was possible. I've added muscle to my frame, which is something that I would have been horrified about doing back in the days when I was trying to be as small as possible. I didn't really find that adding muscle to my frame impacted my mobility, um, even though I'd been told that it would. It's another common misconception. Um, But actually, I think it's really, really helped with uh, balancing out my hyperflexibility and transferred that to more healthy mobility. I also found that the process of kind of feeling and um, noticing my body transform evolved and really contributed to this growing sense of personal power. I feel vastly different in my body now compared to when I was that 17-year-old country girl walking into a big city yoga community for the first time. And I feel very different even from, um, you know, when I'd been a yoga teacher for half a decade already. Both yoga and weightlifting really require that I pay full attention to what I'm doing. Um, They increase my capacity to tolerate and to really deal with stress and discomfort and those moments of, oh God, like I would just love to stop right now, but I also know that my body's safe. And Both yoga and weightlifting have helped me to deepen my relationship with myself through learning how my body works and adapts. It really is to me pratyahara or self-study in action. (laughs) 